listening to Vice After Dark. Hello, I'm John Laurie. Uh, the guests tonight are Steve Buscemi and my brother Evan Laurie. Steve will be with us in about 20 minutes. And the topic for today's show is what makes you nervous or frightened and what do you do to deal with that? But if there's nothing you can do to deal with it, that's fine. And if it's an irrational fear or a rational fear, that doesn't matter either. I mean, just nervousness in general. I have hundreds. I mean, I won't list them all, but I'm afraid to fly. I'm afraid of anesthesia, but I have Lyme disease. It's a completely rational thing. But the doctors find it irrational, but I know it's rational. But I'm more thinking about is this. I live on a small Caribbean island. Basically my house, quite beautiful location. I can see the ocean and there's jungle around my house. There's goats in the yard and mango trees. And, but during certain times of year, fruit bats come flying into my house. And I, I have screens now, but before I had the screens, there was just these bars on the door to keep you know, criminals out and with these little slats. And the fruit bats could fit through there, even though fruit bats are not kind of, when you think about bats in North America, they're not the same thing. Fruit bats are like the size of pigeons. They are really enormous and they're really fast. And they come, you know, you're on, you're, I'm painting or I'm on the computer. I just see this like black, whoosh, and I know, oh God, there's a bat in here. And so I gotta go back into the house and kind of like look and see, is there a bat? Did I imagine that black speck? And I gotta go look through the house, you know, and then they're usually in the curtains. And they're almost always in the curtains. And you go back and you're looking for the bat because you don't want to sleep in the house with the bat. And you go and you shake the curtain. And when you find the curtain that the bat is in, you always go, ah! And even if you do it in the most manly way, you still don't want to go, ah! But you know, you shake the curtain and there's a bat. You know the bat's not going to hurt you, but there's that thing. And then, you know, if Rudolph, Rudolph is the man who sleeps in the mango tree. If Rudolph comes around and he's helping me get rid of the bats, because sometimes there's three at a time coming. And then the bats, you know, this thing where a bat flies at your head, you can't help, you know the bat's not going to hit your head, but you duck. But Rudolph doesn't duck. I don't know if that's because there's something wrong with him or he's just so used to dealing with the bats, but Rudolph never ducks when the bats come. I went so far as to build what I would call a scare bat. You know, like a scarecrow, but a scare bat where it was a pole and these metal, I mean, like, you know, I took like coat hangers and unwrapped them and, 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 and put cloth on them and put it outside the door of the house, which kind of actually works. It sort of slowed him down. There was like less bats coming in, but then, you know, I saw these bats coming flying by and they're kind of like looking at the thing and laughing and then just going back into the house. And well, there's that. And then there's also, you know, you're just sitting there 
and you see something scurry across the floor. You see something scurry across the floor. And you go and it's under the couch and you go and move the couch. Now this would freak some people out, but if it's a lizard, I feel happy. I feel lucky. Okay, it's a little lizard. I'm glad to have him in the house. But if it's one of those three-inch long cockroaches, then it's just like, I have to kill it. I have to kill this roach. And you go and get a shoe and you chase it down and they're very fast and you chase it down and you catch it and you kill it. It you know, makes that horrible sound of killing a roach and the legs are tingling and it's like, you know, you just, and then one, why does it matter? You can't go to sleep with this giant roach in your house because it might crawl across your face while you're sleeping. But if it's a lizard, it doesn't matter. So why does it matter that the roach, the roach can't hurt you, the roach can't do anything worse. So why does it matter? And then also, when you, once you kill the first roach, you're just assuming another roach is going to show up. So the topic of today's program is what makes you nervous? What makes you scared? How do you deal with it? And, and is it rational or not? Our phone number here is 347-474-0415. And I got to warn you, the way our setup is not great here. You call and call and call, you don't get through, and then suddenly you call and you get through and you're on the air. So if you get through, you're directly on the air and talking to me. There's nobody to talk to you first. So you could call now. Hello, you're on the air? Hello, you're on the air? Who's this? Okay, hi. Who is this? It's Roselle calling from Oregon. How you doing, John? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing well. What makes I'm you nervous? Talk with you. What makes and you nervous? I was thinking about this walking over here, and uh, the thing that's made—I've had these sort of fears about death in the sort of generalized way in the past, but recently it's been these sort of bizarre. Like today, I was walking down the street and I smelled what smelled like rancid peanut butter, just like dominating the urban landscape. And it occurred to me that if the last thing I ever smell is rancid peanut butter, I'll be I'll be pretty sad. Isn't there one yeah, of those? I mean, so that's what your fear is that, like, before you die, the last thing you smell is rancid peanut butter, or you're worried that that's a symptom that you're going to die? Well, because that is one of the. Like did you ever read the Tibetan Book of the Dead? Yeah, I did a long time ago. Did you read the section about rancid peanut butter? No, I think I, don't I know, you may want to check that out again. But anyway, yeah. I did read the part, though, about Tom Petty's voice, and that's another thing that I'm, I'm really scared of and that I think the Tibetans were scared of, too, because the other day a Tom Petty song came on the car radio, and I, was, I, w I wasn't nervous, but then suddenly I got terrified thinking, what if I get in a car crash right now and the last thing I hear is Tom Petty's voice? But what difference does it make is the last thing? I mean, what difference does it make is the last thing? What difference does it make? Well, I don't know. Like, what if, what if there's, what if I get stuck in my brain for eternity and for an eternity? I'm no, that's not you know, how it works. You don't get a bad song stuck in your head for eternity. It's just it, that's just not. I mean, that just doesn't happen. I'm sure of that. Whatever, well, ha whatever happens next, I'm a hundred percent sure you don't get a bad song stuck in your head for eternity, unless you know you did some fucked up things in this life. Anything else well, you're nervous yeah. about? Yeah, sometimes sometimes I get scared when I look at old photographs of the Hindenburg. Or I'll get nervous if I'm looking at a photograph of somebody on a really high 
a really high point, like Philippe Petit walking across the World Trade Center tower. Yeah. Are you afraid of heights? Well, sort of, but sometimes I worry that I'm going to get so nervous looking at this photograph that I'm going to, like, somehow cosmically, in some sort of quantum way, like, go back and knock him off the tightrope or something like that. No, you. I think you. Where do you? Where are you in Oregon? Portland. Have you Have you ever been to Idiotville? Idiotville. Yeah. Oregon. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I think I. I don't know. I don't think I. There is a town. If you drive directly, like straight west. Yeah. Uh, um, towards the coast, I forgot what okay. highway that is, and you're going to Garibaldi, like that kind of place. There's a place almost yeah. to the coast called Idiotville. Okay. It's for real, and the population is like nine. Yeah. I was going to try and move there and, and make Nezrin the mayor of Idiotville, because I thought... <laughs> but we actually, we went, you, you, you drive up this you know, logger road, and there was just like all these giant mountain lion tracks in Idiotville. I think everyone should move to Idiotville. It's close to the coast, and yeah. I'm going to take another call. Take all right. Good night, John. Night, man. Hello, you're on the air. What's your name? Hey, I'm Richard. Hi, yeah. Richard. Where are you? Uh, I'm in Alabama. Everybody calls from Alabama. I know. I heard the guy from the first one, from Denson, yeah. I liked him. Do you know him? No, I don't. I went to school where he went to school in Auburn, um, but I did not know him. But uh, he was he was one of the more memorable guys. I liked him. He, yeah, I liked him a lot. He was really open and real. <laughs> I, I liked him a bunch. So what makes yeah. you nervous? What makes me nervous? Yeah. Oh, man. I guess uh, hearing uh, what other people really think about me. I don't know. Other people's opinion of me. Being on the radio right now, too. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, nobody really knows who he, I mean, that goes both ways. I mean, I do care about what people think about me. And I wish I'd... And then there's also some people are just idiots. They're clearly idiots. And so what they think about you doesn't matter so much. But are you worried people are going to judge you now? But nobody's going to know, even know who you are right now. Oh, you're probably right. I'm actually really glad you brought that up, though, because it's funny to hear you say that you care what other people think. Because my impression of you and your work has always been that you just have, like, no fear and you are able to just take on, like, this radio show or, like, the Fishing with John stuff and just some musical stuff you've done. You just kind of seem to be kind of yeah, well thanks brave, man. I, I appreciate it way. I mean brave is one thing and then not caring what people think I mean I do care about what people think and yet on the other hand you know what you we used to do concerts with the Lawrence Lizards and if it was great I would know and if it was terrible yeah. and all these people came into the dressing room and went it was great you'd almost want to punch them and it's like <laughs> wh wh why would you be so upset with me for telling you your show was because it wasn't Oh, you're, you're, and then so that's a weird thing, but well, are you still uh, are you still looking for like an idea, like a, an ongoing premise for the show? Because we're we've kind of stumbled across my idea here as it is. Uh. Well, I think this is kind of I'm going to just come up with a different thing like this every week. You know, like this one's you know what makes you nervous. Next week is did a doctor ever really you know do something awful to you? And the next one after that is maybe going to be. You know, did anybody ever really screw you for money or for credit? Except for, I'm worried about doing that one because my intro is going to be so long there won't be any time to call. Got <laughs> screwed left and right, huh? Yeah. Well, that well, my idea, and you know, just if, if you've already got a bunch of them, but I think 
you know, you obviously know a lot of cool people that you could interview. Like, I know you had Flea, and you're having uh, Steve Buscemi this time. But uh, actually, today, I, I wasn't sure if this thing was still going on. I had to call you because I couldn't figure out how the hell to pull it up on the on the internet. That's Ryan's fault. That's Ryan's fault. It's on there. Who who do you think would be a good guest? Oh, uh, I'm just trying to think of people that I know that you've you know done done work with in the past. Uh, I mean, like how do you settle on guests for fishing with John? I mean, that's just such an awesome and <laughs> it was like who would do who, who would do it? I mean, who would do, I mean, some of them were friends, and then Dennis I met you know, and he liked the he saw the Tom Waits episode, so he wanted to do it, but um. I don't know. Like Matt, Matt Dillon, that one was so much fun because, man, he just, <laughs> you could tell he wasn't uh, really picking up what was going on. That was just like the, the awkward one. He, did, he got shy and he didn't want to talk to me. Wait, wait, wait. He didn't want to dance, man. He didn't want to do the well, thing. I dance. don't blame him for that, you know, but <laughs> I'll go into that one. Ryan the Hatchet, I, I should tell you that our producer is Ryan the Hatchet and he's he's uh -huh. hanging up on you. Sorry, man. Call again next oh, week. Okay. Oh, no, we're on two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, John, how's it going? I hate that question. What's your name? Uh, my name's Greg. Hi, Greg. Where are you? Uh, I'm in Halifax, Nova Scotia. I've never been there. What's it like there? Uh, I mean, right on the water, I guess. It's it's salty. It's it's uh, it's windy, I guess. I guess is like it Maine. cold? Like <laughs> right now in, in New York, it is cold. Even in New Orleans right now, it's cold. And can I just point out to all these idiots, who, who was it, who, who was Pat Robertson? Is that who it was? I mean, just, it's not global warming. It is climate change. Do you understand? It's not global warming. It is climate change. And so, just pay attention. Well, that's, and, and, that's, and that's the thing, because the climate change... It's not even about the warming. Like, look at the acting of jet stream. Like, all the fucked up weather that's happening in England and, and even Russia and all the heat waves in Russia. Like, a lot of that is, is the collapse of the jet stream. And that's not warming. Not always warming. But it's definitely, some way, partially our fault. I mean, the ego of these people. It, my, my, my feeling about this is God doesn't come and clean up your apartment. So God will not come and clean up your planet until you're gone. And once you're well, gone, but, that's fine. But how many of these people truly believe that there'll be generations beyond them? Like, think about it. Like, if your true belief was that, you know, the expiry date was in your lifetime, you don't give a shit about your future generations, who's, your grandkids and their grandkids. It doesn't who, matter. Whose ego is like that? I, I, I don't know if you would attribute it to political beliefs or would you attribute it to religion you can't attribute it to religion how can well, you Well, think about it i guess if, if you if you think that there's going to be a, a second coming a, a day of reckoning a you know a, a particular life event that's going to really supersede anything else that can happen in the future yeah, if, you, if, if, there's a, if there's a day of reckoning and you're going to be judged and you ruin this planet for your grandchildren, then you're, you're going to have to listen to a bad song for eternity. And, and common sense would say that, but I mean, if they were, if they were, if common sense was all that common, we wouldn't be talking about this right now, I guess. My, my Ryan is moving us along. Call. Yeah, I'm. I, I got to cut you off. We're just going to do this quick. What's your name again? 
Uh, my name is Greg, and come to Nova Scotia. We're all nice people. We mean well. I bet you are. Was that where Bobby Fisher went? No. Bobby Fisher? No. Yeah, didn't I don't Bobby think Fisher so. go there? No. All right, we no, got one more. Up. I got Steve calling. Right. I got Steve calling in a minute. So hang on a sec. See you later, man. Bye. Right. Hello, you're on the air. This has got to be fast. Hello? Hey, John. This is John Pittsburgh. John Racuno? Yeah, this is Racuno. I got a fear uh, <laughs> I know pretty badly of obtaining bed bugs because I'm a social worker. Oh, yeah. In, yeah, there's, um, they're just like impossible to get rid of. They're horrible. And they're very expensive, and if you don't have a lot of money, it's just a nightmare. People have to lose all of their furniture. But that was happening all in New York for a while, where everybody was getting bed bugs and you couldn't get rid of them, and then now nobody talks about it anymore, like it's over. It, but it's totally not. It's actually like spreading. It's like getting worse. I, I it's still so going on in New York. Yeah. But what? I mean, but your fear doesn't do any good. You guard against them, or or you get them. Right, and there's this whole controversy of whether um, DDT should be brought back to get rid of them, you know, um, but I don't know. The, the, the heating treatments for them are, like, astronomical. They go into, like, the thousands of dollars. So I'm in and out of people's apartments all the time, and I've been in apartments that have known to have bed bugs, and I've seen like, the blood spots. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> and luckily I have not gotten them yet, but, man, that's, like, a constant fear. Well, thanks, John. <laughs> I can't help right. it. <laughs> no, no, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> i talk to you soon. That's okay. Not, not, that, well, thanks for your message, by the way, the other day. That was sweet of you. Thank, thank you. Oh, no. You're welcome. Have a good night. Yeah. Musica. You're listening to Vice After Dark. I'm John Laurie. We'll be with Steve Buscemi in a minute. Buscemi, excuse me. This is the music from uh, African Swim. 
It's actually, uh... Ah, never mind. We'll be on with Steve Buscemi in about 10 seconds. Steve, are you there? I can barely hear him. How do you get him back? I'm here. Ah, oh, there you, you are. There you are. There you yeah. are. I'm in Brooklyn. I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> so the topic of today's show is what makes you nervous. Yeah. Or what makes you frightened. And then, I, you know, I was thinking, do I ask him this? Do I ask him if acting makes... And then I remembered, shit, he was a fireman. You were a fireman, like for real fireman, like going to burning buildings, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess that was, uh, that could make you nervous, yeah. But, I mean, you did that for real. I mean, you know, I mean, that's got to make you nervous. It does. In the very beginning, uh, I mean, I don't think the nervousness ever really goes away, but I think you learn how to manage it. You know, in the beginning, it's really... It's really frightening, but then the more you do it, um, I don't know, you just learn to sort of breathe and, and, uh, and I don't know, just you kind of <laughs> trust that it'll be okay. I mean, the, you know, the nervousness lessens, but, um, but I think I've been more nervous doing, you know, like doing other things. You know, I mean, I used to do stand-up comedy. That's nerve-wracking. Yeah, that would be nerve-wracking. That's really nerve-wracking. The mo- I mean, I did the Star Spangled Banner at a basketball game once, and it was just like... <laughs> oh, forget it. Well, I didn't oh, even man. expect to be that nervous, and I was petrified. I mean, but also the things where you do where you get nervous the night before, and yeah. then, then you hit the thing, and then it's not so bad. Right. But do you, like, did you live in a firehouse? Well, uh, you work... You can work, like, a 24-hour shift. Usually, you know, how, how the shifts worked, this is... You know, going back 25 years or so, I did this in the early 80s. I guess it was longer, 30 years ago. Um, it uh, You work two days on, two nine-hour shifts, then you're off for a couple of days, and then you work two uh, night shifts, which were like 15 hours long. But you can trade shifts with, you know, somebody else so that you can do like a 24-hour shift. So, yeah, I mean, you don't really, like, live live there yeah but, but i guess i really want to know, know this were you ever like sleeping in a bunk and the alarm did, yeah. went and the alarm went off and then you had to slide down the pole and get on a truck yeah you, know, you did that wait, wait wait did you ever do that yeah <laughs> hey i mean <laughs> the pole is an option you could oh. also you could also like just like walk briskly down the stairs, but I always liked take sliding the pole. I was like, well, if you're going to be a fireman, you may as well slide down the pole. You don't know how clearly that is stuck in my head of you being woken up by the alarm and jumping and sliding down the pole. I mean, I can just see this so clearly. Yeah, that was like the the fun, you know, the really fun part part of it. <laughs> it's all kind of fun, and, you know. Um, uh, but you know, but yeah, it it, it can get pretty hairy too do you, do you ever get nervous you get nervous acting yeah i don't get nervous uh when i do films um but if i ever do theater yeah i get really nervous 
I mean, I'll get nervous if I have, if I have a big scene to do in a film, you know, or if I have a lot of dialogue, and if I feel like I'm not well prepared. Like sometimes on uh, on Boardwalk, you know, script changes would come in late, and then if I felt like I didn't really have time to like n- learn the scene, that would make me nervous. I mean, I I was nervous when I was in a bad movie, and I knew it was a bad movie. When I was in a good movie, I mean, yeah. it would just be like, don't point that camera at me. You know, I, I would get really nervous. I mean, because I wouldn't commit myself to it, you know. It's so. much easier when you have a really good script and you're working with really good people. When it's If it's less than that, yeah, then, then you have to work a lot harder, and it is, it, that is, that can be, that can get nerve-wracking. So are you, are, are you feel relieved or, 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 or saddened or both with, with, with uh, Boardwalk Empire being over? It's a weird feeling. I mean, um, I feel like it was right that it ended um, and that five years was a good amount of time to do it. Um, but it does feel strange that, that it's over and that I'm not going to be going back to it. Um, uh, but there's a lot of so there's a lot of things that I that I miss and that I will miss. Mostly the people that I worked with, um, Tim Van Patten, who was uh, you know the main director, and you know Terry Winter, who I knew from the you know going back to the Sopranos, who created the show, and you know and a lot of the actors, Shay Wiggum and I became close, and Michael Kenneth Williams, and you know so I mean that stuff I'll miss. You know, while I was doing it, some days I thought, oh, my God, like, like I'm here for 15 hours and <laughs> I'm tired and I don't know what to do with this character anymore. Sometimes I felt like I was just, um, I mean, my big joke was that I was, I was running out of expressions. Like, I didn't know how to be this guy for, like, too much longer. So that's why I think the five years was a good cutoff. I do miss it. Yeah, it was. It was it's kind of it, great job. It's it kind of like job. being on a sports team. No, I mean you go every day. There's the people you work with. There's this camaraderie. You're doing. You're doing something. You're doing something. You're doing something, and then yeah. it's over. Yeah, I mean, I would always sort of get that at the end of the season, anyway. And but then knowing that you know, like you have time to like rejuvenate and then and then go back. But it's that weird. Yeah, it's that weird feeling of. I don't know when it's really going to hit me. Like we're not going back. Like this is really it. <laughs> but I mean, during the off season, you, the, the steroid rumors aren't true about you. What's true about me? <laughs> I was just making a joke about being on a sports <laughs> steroids team. rumor. Is yeah, that what you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> you know what happened to me with? I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of the show, and then where I was watching, and then episode six of this season. Yeah, and they killed off Michael Shannon, who, who I think is one of the great actors, and Michael Kenneth Williams, who I thought his 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 thing, especially as Omar on the Wire, like these are two yeah. great great actors. So obviously they're becoming stars. So they're killing them off because next season they won't be able to afford them. Is kind of what I thought was happening, and I didn't know there was the two extra ones. And I just discovered the other one where they kill you and say, "Oh, that's the end of the." I, but you didn't know. Oh, you didn't know that this was the last. This is the fifth, the fifth season. So but I didn't, didn't know. know I didn't know. No, I didn't oh. know. And I thought that episode six was the season finale, and they killed off the two best oh, actors because they couldn't afford them anymore. Yeah. You see what that's? That's what I thought. <laughs> Did you have, have any scenes with Michael Shannon? Yeah, but it was it was in the beginning of the 
of the series, like in the first season and a little bit in the second se- season. I love oh, him. Oh, when he, I think he's great. I wanna, yeah, I mean, when he was a prohibition a- when he agent. Was, when he in, was still an agent, yes, I remember, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's um, quite amazing, I think. I mean, it's really think he's, you can't take your eyes off him uh, almost. Oh, like. he's great. Yeah. Yeah. He's very funny, too. In real life, he's funny? Yeah, he is. I could see that, but he's not funny on the show. You don't think he's funny on the show? Well, you know him, so you might think he's funny. No, I don't think he's funny. I think he's funny. I do think he's funny. No, no, no. (laughs) He's intense, but but I think he's funny, too. No. All right. So there's this kid here who works here, this 21-year-old kid, Charlie Ambler, and he's really incredible, and he's kind of held all the patches together of this. And um, so... I'm talking to him all the time about yeah. this stuff. And he goes, have you ever seen Lucian's band? What's the name of the band? Fiasco? Fiasco. Oh, oh, He's yeah, an yeah. enormous fan of yeah. Fiasco. And I was just That's like, nice. but nobody, but for me, it's like, what you, Lucian's 12 years old. What are you talking about? Do you, do you, yeah, do you, he's going to be 24. So come on, yeah. man, really? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, that's cool. I know Fiasco. That was uh, that was a great band. And, oh, uh, they're done. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> Lucian is not in the band anymore. I mean, they they broke up uh, uh, I mean, like last year or, or whenever. But and now Lucian lives in California. But I think the other members are might are keeping it going. It's a little unclear to me. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I was trying to give you a chance to promote your son's band. I should have known that they broke up, and well, uh, there's yeah. lawsuits. And <laughs> even though they're only nine years old, they're you know yeah. everybody's suing for the publishing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, were you comfortable with the extra fame you got from the HBO thing? Um. I was okay with it. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know that it that it added any more attention than I've gotten, you know, before from other from other things. So it was it was okay. Oh, I would have assumed like every time you went to the grocery store, then then people would come up to you and assuming that this is just an extension of of the experience they've had in their living room seeing you. It's <clears throat> not like. You're an actor anymore. It's like they own a piece of you, kind of thing. Which yeah, is I, I guess not everybody gets HBO. You know, they, it, it didn't seem <laughs> like. I mean, it was. I mean, I got a lot of nice compliments, but I don't. But I didn't feel like it. You know, like I was catapulted into like another level. Well, I I know enough about you to know you're not going to say anything bad about it. But I was, I was on that show Oz, right? Yes. And then they were, you know, well, you, we're, we're doing our shows in Bayonne, New Jersey. I said, okay, well, do you send a car for me? I said, no, you meet <laughs> the other actors at the corner of 23rd Street and 7th Avenue at 5 a.m., and a van will pick you up. Yeah. And it was like being a day laborer. And the people who can't afford HBO are the people who are on it. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I know you won't. You, I don't even want to put you in that position, but it was really like... Whoa! I directed a couple of episodes of Oz. Not but, the ones but, that I was but on. But you weren't in the ones I, I, no. I did. Yeah. No, I was in. I was on towards the end, five and six. Five, I, mean, I don't even know. I was on the last two seasons. Right. I killed 
at least four people. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I, that's funny. I just the, the thought of you killing people. <laughs> they killed HBO. Killed you twice, motherfucker. They, they killed did, you on the yeah. Gandolfini yeah. killed you on the porch, and then that kid True. killed you on the on 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 the boardwalk. The boardwalk. Yeah. yeah. How many things have you been killed in? You know, I've I've lost count. I've never been killed in anything. You're, really? No, I need an acting agent so I can be killed in something. Oh man, I have a like a whole reel of being killed. There's there's something like on, uh, you know, like on YouTube, uh, the many <laughs> deaths. Just you being killed. Steve, yeah, it's like somebody strung together all of my deaths, and it's probably not even all of them, but. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give you a compliment now. Is that going to make you uncomfortable? Um, let's see. <laughs> I told you this in real life, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it's a little too much. No, there's, right. there, okay, there's a decency in your eyes. There is a, a beauty in you, the person you are, and that people who watch you get that. It's kind of like John Hawks has it. Bogart uh -huh. had it. Alfre oh. Woodard had it. Um, Gandolfini. I mean, you could kind of just say, and you have it. And almost like, I felt like the early seasons of Boardwalk Empire, you could still feel it, and it kind of was bad for the character because the character almost had to have dead eyes. And I just, I mean, I mean, I think my compliment just faded to a halt. But, but That's yeah. That's okay. I'm, I will take your compliment, and I, and I thank you for it. And, um, Have you never noticed anything like that in me? In you? <laughs> I'm teasing. Don't no, answer I, that. I'm teasing. That was, that was a joke. That was a it's joke. It's in your whole Don't, body. No. It's not just in your eyes. I think you have that in your whole body. In my in whole whole body. body, yeah. All right, man. Thanks for doing <laughs> this. Say hi to Joe. And, this went uh, by fast. Well, I thought... It's I'm, okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You're complaining, complaining like we're, we're shuffling no. you off the air. <laughs> I wasn't even sure, like if I was on the air when we started talking. Well, that's then. kind of part of the problem. Plus, you didn't oh, call me back today, and it was just like. I, I know. I'm sorry. I was. In no, that, but my, you know. My, yeah. I had I had you and Flea. I was like, these are two guys I want to do fishing with John with. So I'm going <laughs> to do that. I'm going to do this with them, and then, you know, Flea is the flake of the century. I mean, yeah. Flea is one of the best people I've ever met, but. My God, it's like, it's, you know, and then, so Steve will call on time, he will call me back, and then Flea's on time, calls, and then Steve didn't call me back. And it's like, is Steve, is he going to disappear? No, I was, you know. I know, uh, I know where you were. You know, I, yeah. I did not forget. I just couldn't get back to you. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, I talked to Joe. Um, I don't yeah. know how personal you want to get about it. Is there anything you want to talk about? What are you working on? No, I'm okay. I'm <laughs> Come on, why don't you promote something? <laughs> I'm going to try and get you on my on my. Oh, on my well, I, I want to do that. Wait, so let's talk about this. Park Bench on uh, an original AOL web series. And you just yeah. talk to people, you just wait there for people to come, like a spider, or like people to sit down, or? Sometimes we stop people on the street and have them sit down, but then, you know, but, but, we, but we actually book guests. So and then we bring the bench to like various places. Sometimes we invite the people to like a park, but then sometimes we bring our bench to like to a place. Oh, so it's like this, but done in a park. In a park or wherever we can bring the bench. But it's not a random thing. 
No, not really. No, I mean, we do stop some random people on the street, but it's not like we, you know, stalk celebrities and try and... No, 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 but I always... I, well, I always worked doing this for a while, where I would stop random people on the street and ask, what was the last bad song you got had stuck in your head? Oh. And it, it, it evokes... It's an incredible anthropological study. You just get these... I mean, people, because they don't want to talk to a stranger, and then they, they hear the question, and yeah. they stop, and you can see their mind going, and then going to this place that it doesn't want to go to, and then it stops. Oh, I don't want to think about it. And it really, it, you just get the most amazing. Let's do this together. That's a good one. Okay, yeah. Let's do it. I love that. Because they won't just stop for me. They kind of tend to run away if it's just me asking people, but if it's you, if me and Nezrin were doing it, but if it's you and me on the street with a All camera. Right, we'll do it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I like that. This is good. I, I yeah. All right. You're gonna talk to Evan now? No, in about twenty minutes. I, oh, this okay. is this is hard to do. Just like keep talking, talking, talking. And then it's I like know. you're it gonna screw hard. something up. You're gonna you're gonna you're <laughs> gonna say something just awful. I mean, you know, I, and I just feel so vulnerable these days. I just don't want to be attacked by anybody. <laughs> it's like anybody. Just I don't want to say anything wrong. All right. I love you, Steve. It's nice to I talk to you. I love you, too, John. It's great to talk to you. I'll call you tomorrow. All right. Thanks. Right. Bye. We're going to play a piece of music, Queen of All Years, from the Queen of All Years record, so I can take a break, like I was complaining about. Goodbye. <laughs>
This is Vice After Dark. I'm John Loring. You just heard... I'm not sure what you heard. I was out of the room. Queen of All Years from the Lionel is Queen of All Years record. Vibe Whoops and Men Working. Vibe Whoops and Men Working from the African Swim soundtrack. I can only play my own music on here. I'm, I'm sorry about that, but there's legal things that prohibit me from playing other stuff. Um, the topic of this program, we're going to take some calls. The topic of the show is what makes you nervous or frightened and how do you deal with it. But also, if you have a great idea, our next show is December 3rd, Wednesday at 9 o'clock. We don't have a guest yet, so who do you think would be good and how the fuck could we get them to do it? Um, call in. Our phone number is on a piece of paper somewhere, 347-474-0415. In about 12 minutes, we'll be speaking to my brother, Evan Lurie. Hello, you're on the air. Are you gone? Hello, you're on the air. Yes, hi. Hi. Who is this? John, this is Steve in Phoenix, Arizona. Hi, Steve in Phoenix, Arizona. How's the weather there? It's gorgeous. It's it's a little cool, you know, in the 70s. Uh, maybe like 72, 73, I think, today. I can, you know, let's see, what are we at? We're, uh, we're currently at 65 degrees. That sounds nice. I'm the guy who shows movies in Phoenix. You, you oh, and I, I know who you are. You're the fisherman yeah. guy who's always trying to get me to go fishing there. Exactly, and, uh, and everything else you could do here. Yeah. So how are you? I, you know, I really hate that question, and I'll tell you why. People are supposed to say fine, but most people aren't fine. When you ask somebody how they are, they either say, well, my left foot is numb, and, and you know, I had no electricity all day today, and that's really how I am. But you don't, if you answer like that, you sound like you're complaining. So you're supposed to say yeah, fine. you know. But I, I mean, just, it's like, I, I never like the question, how are you? I just feel like it's a, it's the first thing you say to somebody and that you, you're, you're, you're forcing a phony response. Do you know, you know what I mean? In Phoenix, they, they're always, Phoenix people are always asking how the weather is here. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to be completely mundane by doing that. No, but, but, no, do you no, get, no. but do you get like 112 degree days like in August? Uh, it can be, it's, it's been 122 in June. Wow. It can be 118 in August. Uh, it's, it's definitely, the, the, the thing we count more is how many days uh, that are consistently over 100 degrees, or sometimes over 110 degrees. Do you have a swimming pool? I don't. I, I know people who, who have swimming pools, and uh, uh, I try and go and listen to the sound of water whenever I can. Somewhere around the valley, if I if I can't uh, uh, go swimming. You know, I lived for a, a, a while in the desert in Turkey, and then we lived in Palm Springs, and it's great because I got Lyme disease, and those two places are great because the allergens don't hit your symptoms, and they're great. But then I would, after a year or two, I was like, I'm craving the sound of rain. I am craving yeah. the sound of rain. Yeah. yeah. Who who do you think would be a good guest on the show? 
Oh, I've been thinking about that. I mean, you know, the, the easy ones are to, are to go to the people, you know, who are on, on Fishing with Sean, but uh, I don't know, maybe, jeez, uh, the music connection would definitely be more fun in some ways. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I'd say a, a good bunch of people would throw up their hands and say Tom Waits would be great, but, you know, that's mm, your call, I guess. corny, I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll think of something, but uh, you got me on the spot now. Oh, I didn't mean to put you on. So, so <laughs> the topic of the show is what makes you nervous. Yeah, I just, I don't know. You today, don't, you don't sound nervous about, now. Were you nervous to call in? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I am a little nervous now. You don't sound I'm, nervous. I'm, I'm, you know, I do, I do public speaking. I, you know, I have to get up in front of people and say, you know, here's tonight's show and all that sort of stuff. And I'm nervous as hell when I do that. And people say, I, I can do that okay. So, you know. I, mean, it's, it's I was doing these things, um, you know, I would show Fishing with John and I would do a question and answer afterwards, right? And there'd be an audience asking. And I wasn't nervous to be doing that. But I, I'm telling you, if I had to get up and ask somebody a question, I would have been terrified. I wouldn't only have done that if it was Coltrane or or Van Gogh or somebody I had to have an answer from, but otherwise that just seems too. I, I would be really nervous to do that. This is not so hard. I think I I actually think that that uh, uh, the, you know one of my ideas for what would make me nervous is to be first, and in that situation again, you know, to be the first one to ask yeah. the question. All right, I'm gonna, Steve, you know what? I'm going to take one more call before Evan calls in, so I'll talk to you soon. Okay, you take care. And my nervousness is getting blood pressure checked. Talk to you later. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, John. Hi, who's this? Uh, this is Joseph in Brooklyn. The way you said hi, John, it sounds like you knew me, but you don't know me, right? Um, actually, no. I've never met you in person. I've corresponded on Facebook with you a few times. Are you the painting? Art, art are you the painting stuff. guy? Yeah. Oh, that was so sweet. How you doing? That I mean, I just gotta say that really. I had a show in New York. I was just telling the audience, and it closed, and it got no attention from the art world. And I know the show was something special. And then it was fantastic. And you wrote me this thing. It's like I can't remember exactly, but thank you so much for making me believe again in something that I've been forced and told to not believe in that painting can be magic or something along those lines. And it was just, your, your timing was perfect because I was so hurt that they decided to ignore my show. And so what you wrote to me was, that was really, um, yeah, it was a big deal, actually. I, 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 you reaffirmed, it. I, I saw it on the very last day and I, I hadn't planned on going and I saw a Facebook post by this guy, Michael Holman, who I respect a lot. And he had posted a picture. I was like, oh, i got to go check that out. And I got there, and I was just, I remembered what painting was for. You know, it's kind of like the only medium left in which you can do something that's kind of esoteric and magic. And But anyway, that's not the topic. I know, I'm sorry, I don't want to go off on a tangent or anything. Yeah, but, but yeah, it could be, you can go off on all the tangents you want. If you're going to compliment me, well, i just sort of fly back here. <laughs> Because Steve Jeremy just refused to say that I had sensitive eyes, so. Oh. <laughs> well, I am afraid of large groups of very drunken people. 
There, I, I, there is this uh, event. <laughs> Nezrin is pointing around the studio at, at the... At the <laughs> oh, give me the list of paper with their names on it, actually. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm going I'm to write you. I have your. I, I know how to reach you. I'm going to write you tomorrow. My brother's going to come on in a minute. Okay. Th- thanks for calling in. Oh, no problem. I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for a great show. All right. Bye. Don't, don't me to call. The producer on this show is Ryan Grimm, and his nickname here is Ryan the Hatchet because he's the one who cuts people off. The extraordinary. Kid, I don't know if he minds being called a kid. The associate producer is Charlie Amber. Ambler, who spelled his name wrong? You did it? You wrote that? No, I didn't write that. <laughs> it's Charlie Ambler. It's a, Nathan Grant is our engineer, and Jordan Dubois. Say, say your name. Dubois. Dubois is the YouTube network manager. Nezrin Wolf is my hero assistant and irritant. And I, I really have to explain to people that the reason I am doing this show is I get to speak for 90 minutes without being interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Um, in about five minutes, my brother Evan is going to be our guest. We're going to play a piece of music now uh, called Tarantella. It's um, on the Voice of Chunk album written by my brother Evan.
here Evan um, Evan wrote the music for Trees Lounge by Steve Buscemi he also wrote a few few movies uh, music for a few movies for um, uh, Stanley Tucci and he did a lot of stuff uh, for Roberto Benigni before Life is Beautiful he kind of got pushed out of that by this sleazy producer who wanted I won't even go into that but uh, we can't play other people's stuff on here because of God knows what kind of laws, but you go on YouTube. I bet, like, um, Little Devil, El Piccolo Diavolo, uh, that he did the music for, he did a great score for that. He also did the music for um, Oswald the Octopus and uh, the Backyardigans, though I doubt the vice, the vice demographic matches up with people who heard that. But uh, my next guest is Evan Lurie, my brother, the kind and lovely Evan Lurie. Hello, Evan. Are you there? You're on yeah. the air. Hey. This is Evan. Hey. I'm missing my intro, but... I just said your intro. Oh, hi. <laughs> I didn't recognize your voice. You didn't recognize my voice. Yeah, so how are you talking in two places at once? Uh, no, 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 because you're on the phone and I'm on a really good microphone, so it's going to be different. Listen, um, this show is, is kind of, I mean, I, I kind of want the show to do well, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling that people just listening to these two brothers talk is going to be sort of boring. So what I was hoping to do, like right off the bat, is that we will take the highlights from all of our conversations like the best moments from all of our conversations for the last for the last 50 years is, yeah. is that okay with you that's fine with me you do would you like to go first yeah you think if i could afford a real snake i'd be working in a dump like this wait let me cross that off that was one of mine <laughs> shit evan when was your last tetanus shot stay in the car swim evan Take my word for it. Don't look back. Just keep swimming. I don't know, but his face rings a bell. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Oh, was that were you answering me, or uh, or was no, that one no, of No, that was real, that was my line. You're, you're up. <laughs> it was such a beautiful day. I decided to walk. Those sheep are a bunch of liars. <laughs> I got only one more, but it's a dark one. The boys are here. I have two more. Ah. Look at me. I'll mother. come up with another one. Look at look at me, motherfucker. That's my brother. Look in my <laughs> eyes. I will fucking kill you. <laughs> That's Highland Street, right? No, I wish I had the nerve to say that, but yeah, but no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I got one more. I've never been that thirsty before. <laughs> we watched that whole movie. Some okay, of with John Wayne and Sophia Loren. Now let me ex- let me explain. Me and Evan are fifteen and sixteen years old. And we're supposed to go meet these guys in the park where, you know, where we, that's where we hung out. We would, you know, smoke that marijuana stuff when we were young. And we're supposed to go meet these people. And the TV's on. Saturday afternoon. John, John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara. And Evan says, no, we have to wait. I said, why? He said, John Wayne kisses her. And, he's, and she says... You never kissed me like that before. And John Wayne says, I was never that thirsty before. <laughs> so, so we wait like an hour and a half. We're watching this movie. They're in the desert. They're, finally, they're going to kiss. And they kiss. And they don't say anything. She says, I, you never kissed me like that before. And then there's this pause. And it's the pause, like when someone says, I love you, and then there's this terrible pause afterwards. That's the pause where I punched you, because he didn't say anything, and we've been waiting all day. (laughs) It's a wonderful moment. (laughs) For who? I don't know. I remember waiting for the... And it almost goes, you know, the whole thing about terrible lines in movies, war, 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 that's all you ever think about, Dick Plantagenet. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's a line from a movie. I think it's it's some actress named Maureen, and it's uh, you know it, it's uh, the Tudors and the and the Stuarts and the and the Plantagenets fighting for control of England, and she says, "War, war, war." That's all you ever think about, Dick Plantagenet. I, I feel like I'm, is is this Dennis Miller? <laughs> God, I hope not. Oh, I kept telling Flea you could do the uh, take me out to the ball game thing. Do you want? Do you want to do that? I can do that. I even practiced. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I, I have to I say could... though that it was Artie Johnson on laughing, and I remembered it for, for forever. So well, I mean, I was never. I mean, I tried to do it and I couldn't ever do it. So me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Bye. Me some peanuts and cracker jacks, I don't care if we never come back, let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame for, it's one, two, three, strikes you out at the old ball game. Oh my God, you're a fucking hero to me. I couldn't do that, I couldn't do that, I couldn't do that. I couldn't, I couldn't, do, maybe that's like the same thing like a piano player can play left hand, right hand, I couldn't do it. I mean, I try. I worked on it and I couldn't do it. No, it's, 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 
it is some kind of disassociation because it's just the melody, but the words are wrong. Yeah, I got it. You got the words one one. The words are one syllable off. That's one all. syllable later than the melody, right? Yeah, you know, Artie Johnson laughing. It's an amazing moment. Yeah, and exactly. I always wonder if it was like, you know, what, what is that? The 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 aristocrats. You know, the joke about. Yes, I have an act, and I come out, and I <laughs> fuck my wife, and I, yeah, yeah. you know, and then, what, is what do you thing? call it, the aristocrat. So I always wonder if that gag is like, has been, it goes back to vaudeville. You think that, one, yeah, the singing it one thing off? I don't know. It, it was just this moment on vaudeville, uh, on laughing, so I've always wondered if it, like, actually went way back somehow. Yeah, it might, it might well do. I mean, I bet some of those guys were. were. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the Joanne Worley line about, I knew a little man, he took a little walk, I wouldn't kid you, it was about that long. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that probably goes way back, too. Yeah, but it's like, you want to play the game of lose the audience? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at that. I, I have no notes of what to ask you about. Oh wait! You wait! You wanted to, yeah, go ahead. Say, t talk about the choir thing you wanted to do. Oh well, I've written a song cycle for men's voices, and I thought it would be fairly simple to find one of the many gay choruses in America to do it. But it turns out that it's too difficult to sing for the choruses who are more social groups and the choruses who are. Oh, you know this whole thing about oh yes we love new music and then but our next performance is Marvin Hamlish you know they say lip service to actually doing modern contemporary music so I've been looking for a home for this song cycle without much luck and the other thing is that some of the lyrics are a little untoward you know uh, from what I've been reading that the gay choirs are responsible for, for global warming <laughs> no, it's, it's global climate change yeah. <laughs> well, Daniel Inhofe's book, uh, he's our new secretary of the, or he's the head of the uh, the Senate committee about climate change, and he is a climate change denier. Colbert said this thing about his book is like, is like Harry Potter, but with less science. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a good line. Um... It's weird talking to you on the radio. This is odd. Well, because I can't really tell we're on the radio. Evan, we're on the radio. You're calling in. We're talking on the radio. It's not like you didn't call my house. I know. I know, but these are just the highlights of the last 40 years, right? We, we blew that part already. That's already gone. That ship, that ship we could try. That ship is we, we could try that every week, actually. You could be the, Wait, I have another one. We could be the annoying guy who calls me every night at 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, you know what I said once? <laughs> All right. I, I can't even imagine what this is like to listen to one from the outside. It's just too... So no, I can't either. All right. We'll have to ask Liz. Yeah, Liz will have a really, real objective point. You guys were great. <laughs> <laughs> I love you very much, Evan. I love you, John. I say goodbye to you. Good luck with Wait, wait, wait. This piece of music you sent, what, what's, what's the next thing called? Oh, Popeye's Quag.
That's really what it's called? I thought you were joking. No, no. Okay, Popeye's Clog. You're going about to listen to Popeye's Clog by Evan, and um, he owns the publishing and the recording. It's Charlie Ryan the Hatchet. Ryan the Hatchet. All right. Night, Evan. Good night. That was um, Evan Lurie's, what was it, Popeye's Clog? It's not even a name of a song. We're going to take a couple more callers, um, and then we will be done. Our next show is December 3rd. This is Vice After Dark. The crew is dropping beer bottles, and I think you guys shouldn't be allowed to drink again. Um, And uh, let's take a call right now. Hello, you are on the air. Hello, Hello, this is John. I'm John. Who are you? This is James in Indiana. How are you? Hi, James in Indiana. What you're in? Okay. What 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 makes you nervous? What makes me nervous? Yeah. Birds. 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 Yep. Out of all things that I could possibly think of, birds make me the most nervous. You know what I'm really interested in? I started the show with about bats. And bat shit is called guana. Cows, it's called dung. Rabbits, what it's called pellets, droppings. Which is it? Which, pellets. Birds, it's called droppings. But why do some animals get a name for their shit and some don't? I, I, that's a good question. That's a very good question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, a bird, something about birds, I don't know. I can't really explain it to you. But like flying in the sky, coming in your house? And maybe it's just, uh, I don't know. You got to give you me know, a little more. The, you got to give me a little more. Well, you know, it's just... It's just the awkwardness, you know, defying gravity. Humans can't do that. It's just an awkward thing. I always wonder, like, when birds die, why you just don't see them fall out of the sky. Like, 
When yeah, Mary, see? When, see, it's like, you know, do they, are they always on the ground when they die? I mean, why don't they just be flying along and then go plummet to the ground? Exactly. See, that's one of the things I just that may, I don't but that know. That make just, you nervous. I mean, that's just weird. It is weird. Everything about birds is weird. It's just an awkward thing. Oh, man. But can you imagine what it's like to fly? Did you ever have a dream where you could fly? Yeah, I've had dreams like that. And then I noticed there were birds in the sky, and that just that fucked with me. That ruined your dream when you were flying and the birds were flying too? Yeah, and then it was just all chaos after that. Where, where are you? I'm in Indiana. Where in Indiana? Uh, southern Indiana. Give me a hint. A hint? Yeah, it's close to Evansville. Okay. Do you know where that is? No. I've never been to Indiana. Good. You don't need to come here. I, I, I don't <laughs> need to go anywhere, actually. I'm just... Yeah. There's a lot of birds. That's all you need a lot now. of birds, man. I hope you'll be okay. I'm going to take another call. See you, man. Thanks all for right, calling. Thanks. Hello, you are on the air. Oh, I can barely hear you. Hello? Are you on speak speakerphone? Hello? Oh, there you are. Hello? Hey. Hello, John. Hi. This is Pete Hamill, Philly. How are you, Pete Hamill, in Philly? I, I am doing fine. That's nice. Hyperactive people bother me. Yeah. It's more than anxiety. They cause, they make you have anxiety? Yeah, hyperactive people. I, I can't even watch them on TV. No. I mean, Robin Williams, he was a great actor, but I, I couldn't stand his uh, improv act. You know. But he, he's jumping from one, you know, one side of the stage to the other, changing his voice. And that always made me nervous. He, I don't, you know, I, I, I hung out with Robin Williams a couple times. And I liked him, and he was a sweetheart. And he was like, he was a thousand times bigger star than me, and he was so sweet to me and supportive. And then, but then he wouldn't stop <laughs> going from character to character uh -huh. to character to character. And I said, "Cut it out, man!" And I, and no, and I hurt his feelings. I hurt him. And oh, was, really? I, I realized I hurt his feelings, but I realized I hurt his feelings because he couldn't cut it out. Wow. And I realized also that he was coping with that forever. Okay. And he turned it into something incredibly positive until it made him take his life because he couldn't handle it anymore. But, okay. you know, you got that friend who's like, you know, 9,000 voices are going off in their head and they're brilliant and they're beautiful. And they're just like, shut the fuck up. You know? And it's just like, <laughs> exactly right. and which is what I said to him. And I really heard, I mean, you know, and it was like, you know, I, you know, I was nobody and he was a big star and, and, and he, but he latched on to me and then wouldn't stop that thing. I was just like, shut the fuck up, man. And I really, I mean, and I just thought, and I just thought it was going to be okay, but no, but I could see, I heard his feelings. I heard his feelings. I mean, I just saw his shoulders slump down. It was like, cause, wow. and it really, man. I got a lot of feeling for Robin Williams. I, I really do. They just like you know, a brilliant mind who coped with basically border mental illness in an yeah. incredibly positive way for 40 or 50 years. I mean, you know, nah. But yeah, people who are really hyper, they, they can't be too much for me. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, I, I got time for one more call and then I'm done. 
Thanks for calling. Bro. All right, go for it. All right, Giants, thank you. Hello, you are on the air. Hi, John. This is Stephanie Sorolla. How are you? Hi, Stephanie Sorolla. Or not, how are you? <laughs> oh, we got a, oh, the, the, the staff is so th- th- thrilled we got a woman caller. I wonder what that is, why you get less women callers. Oh, I was hoping I was the first woman. Yay! I think you are the first, uh, first one? First one tonight, anyway. You're the first one tonight. What, what makes oh, you nervous okay. and who, or, or who should be my next guest on this show? Uh, being put on the spot makes me nervous. Uh, well, <laughs> fair enough. Did I, did I just put you on the spot? Well, trying to think of an answer to that question, which I've been trying to think of. But I have an anecdote. Um, when I was fired from my job, uh, right after the show in New York at Town Hall, I wound up playing with Tarantella as I was leaving, <laughs> and I got a round of applause when it ended. It was the perfect soundtrack to packing my desk. You got a round of applause for who? From who? From everybody who worked with me who thought it was funny that I had a sense of humor about being fired. Where were you fired from? Well, from my job in the fashion industry. You know, but the, the one great important. thing about working for Vice is that, was it fair that you got fired? Yeah, I mean... Oh, it was fair. No, not... Yeah, it's a, kind of a weird question. We didn't make any money, so I guess it was fair. Uh, it wasn't like, you know, we don't like, you know, the shoes you wore today, and so you're fired. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. But it was just that we didn't make any money. And they invested a lot, but they didn't back it up. So mm, okay. It never yeah, took yeah. off. No, what are you going to do? I don't know. Fashion is fickle. I'm trying to get out of the industry. I'm trying. So I'm trying to get out of what every industry. I, I want to know what I, should you I do? I can't I'm anymore. I can't. What should I do? I don't know. Wander the planet. Do you, you ever see um, Pulp, Pulp Fiction? Yes. So just. Uh, I could do that. Yeah, just wander the planet. I that's think that's what we should all idea. do. I, Ryan, the hatchet is cutting you off. I'm sorry, Stephanie. Okay. Hello, you're on the air, and I apologize for Ryan the Hatchet's rudeness. Uh, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Is John? Yes. Hi, um... Who's this? Um, this is Dalau from New York. Dalau? Yeah. Are, are you on speakerphone or something? No. This Okay, this is what you sound like? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm kind of young. I'm only 17. You don't sound 17, you sound, how tall are you? 6'4". Yeah, it sounds like 6'4", 17. Where, I, where, I, where in New York are you? Um, Middletown, New York. Where's Middletown? It's like it's a, like an hour drive from New York City. Do you play sports? Yeah, I'm on football team and track team. At 6'4"? What, what do you do track-wise? Uh, high jump, long jump, triple jump. And, and on the football team, you're an end? Receiver. Yeah, well, that's an end. Are you going to college? Yeah, I run track. Are you good? Yeah. What's your 40? 40 time, never ran a 40 time. It's just 100, 200, 
300, 400. Well, what's your 100? Like 11 seconds flat, 10 nine. Yeah. You have good hands? Yeah, I can catch. You can what? I can catch. Well, yeah, I have good hands. What 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 makes you nervous? You don't. You're not 17. You don't sound 17. No, I, I am 17. I'm only in high school. I'm only a senior. You're a senior in high school. Yeah, and what makes you nervous is talking to my dad's friends because I think you know him. Who? Um, Tom. Tom who? Tom, Mama do Tom, tall black guy, six 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 seven. Tiam. Yeah. He's in Alaska. I loved it. You, you know Tiam? He's my dad. He's your dad? You're the kid I used to yeah. sing to? You're the kid yeah. I used to sing to? Oh, do you remember the song I used to sing to you? Um, no, because I was little, but I remember his name. I saw you on YouTube, so I thought I'd give you a call and see if I get through. I can't remember. I used to sing. He was six years old, and I used to sing a song to him to make him laugh on the phone. I do remember that. Yeah, well, I can't sing it again, but it's Tiam, I mean, Tiam, your dad is somebody, somebody really special. He really is. And I'm, he's really, I'm really angry at him for something he did that he knows that I'm angry at, and I would like to talk to him about it, but your dad is really, he's really one of the big, strong souls on this planet. Your dad is really something special, and, and, um... Don't ever tell him that, and don't tell him to listen to this because he doesn't deserve that compliment because he did something really fucked up to me, but he still is that. Good for you, man. Um, thanks for calling in. I think that my show's over, actually. All right, well, I'm happy I got through. I'm happy you got through, too. What's your name? I don't even know. What was it? What your name? Bilal, B-I-L-A-L. <laughs> thanks for calling in, man. All right. Bye. That was incredible. I mean, nobody knows. Nobody listening knows what, what that just did to my heart. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. There was there's a few people in this life who touched me, and the, and that 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 kid's dad touched me. And then he also did something fucked up, and but he would own up to it. And he, he's just somebody really, you know, just something really, somebody really, yeah. So this show is over. The Ryan's saying I have to take one more phone call. You know, hatchet, hatchet, hatchet. Okay, we're gonna take one more call. Okay, one more call. Take answer the phone. Answer the phone. Answer the phone. Hello, you are on the air. That was incredible. Well, I can barely hear you. Are you in the speakerphone or something? Oh, hello. There you are. Yeah. Hello. Uh, I'm from California. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello? Hello? Hi. What are you wearing? Oh, God. <laughs> They've saddled me with this alcoholic crew. I mean, you guys can't laugh like that. Hi, Anthony. What make, well, who should I have as a guest on the show? Laughing? What? Who should, what? Wait, what was the last thing you said? The last thing, I went, I'm pissed at the people running the equipment here because they shouldn't be giggling like this. And then um, I want to get off because this is harder than anything I imagined doing. Do, 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 what do you, you can say anything you want. What do you have to say? 
Nothing? Not sure. All right. Hmm? I can't hear you. What What, what makes you nervous, Anthony? I, I think just... I don't know. Sometimes I get nervous, like, when I'm speaking out in public and I have, like, a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah, I have that, too. All right, man. I, 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 my show. I think my show is done. Night, Anthony. I'm gonna say good night. I'm done, 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 done. We're gonna play Small Car from the Marvin Pontiac record, and then we're gonna play the First and Royal Queen from the Queen of All Years record. I will be back December third to suffer more of this torment that I've been put through. And if I ever do this again, they gotta pay me a lot of money. And they 
You've been listening to Vice After Dark with John Lurie. I have only one thing to say to you. I'm Ryan Grimm. I'm the producer of the show. John is uh, busy right now, so I'm doing the outro. Please join us uh, Wednesday, December 3rd, 9 p.m. Eastern, for our next episode. And that's it. Good night. Small <laughs>